This is Murder, She's Saying, the podcast that reclaims the true stories behind America's murder ballads. I'm Andrea Peterson. This week I'm going to do a special live musical show. Uh, Don't worry, we're going to be asking more about who killed Laura Foster next week and on Monday's weekly after that. But this week instead I'm going to share my band Mid-Mountain's performance at Rhizome in Washington, D.C. from Friday, February 22nd, 2019. Uh, Mid-Mountain is me singing and on banjo and my friend Andrew on guitar. Thanks so much to everyone at Rhizome, especially Abby Wendell and Lane Garrett for recording and sound help, respectively. Together we raised $250 for RAIN, the National Sexual Assaults Telephone Hotline. Their number is 800-656-HOPE, which is also 4673. Call if you need someone to talk to. I'm a big believer in the power of talking. That's why I'm doing it now. And phone calls are basically like personal interactive podcasts tailored to your specific needs. Um, But Friday was just a really special night. It was also the day of the new R. Kelly indictment, and there is just this energy, and I'm so excited and grateful to share it with you, the internet. Um, I've also cut the tracks individually up on SoundCloud at Mid Mountain, spelled out, no space, like mountain, like mountain, M-O-U-N-T-A-I-N. My band's also on Insta and Twitter as Mid Mountain, M-T-N, also no space. Uh, I am always Kansas Alps, the state, and then the mountains on Twitter and Instagram, no space. Uh, It's mostly cat or mountain pictures, much together with this kind of music and murder stuff, plus technology policy and privacy stuff. So you uh, have been warned. And on that note, one more warning. I stutter, and if you are someone who cares about that, you're not someone I want listening to the podcast, so you are welcome to leave now. Uh, And I just wanted to recognize that I know it's a thing. You don't need to tell me about it. Uh, And I think it's okay to recognize that we all have our little tics sometimes. So without further ado, here is me singing about uh, murdering dudes live in Washington, (laughs) D.C. Do not miss 
the bathroom. <laughs> if you've been in the bathroom, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't been in the bathroom, make sure you go in there, preferably as a squad, really, frankly. Uh, I've already done that. There's a picture online already. Uh, love you, ladies. Uh, all right. So we are uh, here to talk about murder, uh, which is, I really hope that that's what you came out for, because if not, it's... You're in the wrong show. Uh, we are going to hold our bloody hands together. Uh, but murder and feminist history. So welcome to my musical TED Talk. Uh, I will try and do a podcast voice. I actually accidentally started a podcast literally a week ago. Murder, she sang. Uh, com. I already got the website. It is so easy to buy websites now, guys. It is like real easy. They're like $12. I really hope nobody else figures this out and buys all the other websites I want to buy now. Uh, but we are going to talk about murder ballads. Uh, specifically, when I say murder ballads, I'm really talking about Appalachian murder ballads because that's where I like to hike. I'm obsessed with the Appalachians. You may have noticed from all of the uh, dark impressionist paintings around the room, uh, which are also mine because I'm a narcissist, so the show is about me, and also murder. Uh, and Andrew, hi Andrew. <laughs> My silent companion, Andrew. Uh, it's possible that we might be having a pin and teller thing going on. We have not worked out an act yet. I am ad living. Uh, <laughs> he, he talks, it's fine. Uh, so we are, uh, but like the Appalachian style murder ballads are a form of oral history and culture, and they came out of this mix of immigrant groups that replaced the indigenous population out, out in that at part of what we think of as the new world. Oh, oh. What? What's happening? <laughs> okay. Fine. We're a very professional outfit here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, I lost my part of my whole, like, I've got notes, but I don't know where I was anymore. Okay. But back to history. Okay. So, oh, it's a mixture of different like stories, and I think it's really important to talk about stories because I think they can tell you a lot about what society thinks about. Are we still there? Are, no, it's fine. The, the beer okay? <laughs> I'm getting just being distracted by the beer. Uh, I think it's important to talk about stories. I think they can tell us a lot about the cultures that they come from and being able to remix and rehash them and create new stories like we're doing tonight. And a thing that like really jumped out at me and made me feel like creepy and icky as I was listening to a lot of bluegrass music uh, while hiking around in the Appalachians, mostly through abandoned mining towns, um, because that's the kind of person I am. And you came to my show, so what does that say about you? <laughs> uh, but <laughs> it says a lot of really great things about you. I love you all. Thanks for coming again. Uh, so I. Anyways, Appalachian murder ballads, mixed match of oral history, e-culture, tells you a lot about the society is that produced them and the way that we consume them and think about them now, I think, says a lot about us. Uh, and a lot of the traditional old murder ballads follow a really regressive set cautionary tale where it's a woman who has been lured off of a path by a man and usually into some sort of sexual transgression, and then she gets punished with her, her life being taken away from her, usually through drowning or sometimes stabbing. Uh, those are the primary methods. Uh, there, are some, there are some others, and we're going to talk about decapitation later. It's happening. Uh, but that'll be at, you know, closer to the tail end of the show. Uh, 
and I'm laughing about it because it makes me really, really uncomfortable. Um, and it's gruesome and intriguing, and I spend a lot of time thinking about it. That's why there are already like a gazillion murder podcasts, so no one will listen to mine, except for you guys. You guys are all gonna download it. Uh, but there are some historical examples where things are a little bit different, like where you get a different perspective, or even sometimes female killers. Uh, Lord Randall is one of those. It's one of the old world, if we're gonna go through like really colonial, terrible, old world, new world thing. Uh, ballads where the protagonist is the person telling, well, the person telling the story realizes that they have been poisoned by the lover that they just left, and it's told from that perspective. And we're going to do something a little bit subtle and, you know, delicious to start off here with my wild after I drink some water, because I have been talking for a really long time. <laughs> 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 I put a lot of thought into this. I brought like a decorative bottle, so I hope you all appreciate that level of attention to detail that you get here from Mid Mountain Productions. <laughs> like the Knoxville girl, which, you know, Knoxville, Tennessee, I'm pretty sure that's how geography works, uh, is actually an iteration of the Wexford girl, which is an Irish ballad, which is actually an iteration of an even older er, English ballad, and so on and so forth, and everything gets rehashed and recut and remixed and reinterpreted as you go forward, and I really think it's important to think about how we reinterpret things, so that's what we're doing here. <laughs> um, 
And you know, we also see just a lot of different musical and like things meshing together in there. You get it, uh, uh, like for instance, like the banjo and, and the bones from free and enslaved African Americans that moved into the region. And you have all of these different groups who speak a lot of different languages. They, and not all of them are literate. So you have sort of a news culture that really revolves around storytelling, like the kind of thing that we're doing here, like gathering together around a campfire with some alcohol, usually, um, which I know some of us are doing, uh, and, or, and like, you know, a banjo, a fiddle, some bones, which, by the way, is a musical instrument, and I'm probably gonna learn to play it, and it's gonna be super weird. Look forward to that for the future mid-mountain productions. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whew, somebody here's from the bones. Got it. <laughs> Lots of bone lovers, all right. Uh, child from the show. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like these were a lot of like ripped from the headlines things. We're talking about like when there was a big news in town, somebody would write a song about it, and that song would change a little bit at each campfire as the person like forgot details or made something ain't up. So everyone would get a slightly different variation, and a big focus of these type of things were crimes, hence all of the murder ballads that I'm talking about. Uh, and we're gonna go into our uh, sort of train heist song, Prisoner's Plea Next. After I get more water. Whew. I can't talk, but I need to hydrate, guys. Are you sure you want that to happen? <laughs> I started the band and then I started playing the banjo. I'm really more, it's partially, uh, I am learning chords, I am doing things, but it's at least partially a problem, more of the rhythm thing. I want to give full credit to my silent partner here, who's actually the person who knows how to play chords on a musical instrument. Sorry, my hands just suddenly. Thank you. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> Thank you. 
show, guys. <laughs> uh, and I, uh, we're still going. This is okay. This is normal people. Cool. Uh, so, oh, you know that sort of remix culture is just what happens. Everything gets slashed and sliced and diced together, and yes, fix all of my life. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We just want to hear the bass show. You know. Oh, I, I appreciate that commitment. <laughs> Thank you. Um, she's she's contract. Um, yes. <laughs> Good, because I we're all about union labor here. <laughs> Woo! Uh, okay, so we are. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, uh, back to the show. So, remix. Uh, and I think we all kind of agree we're in a really sort of painful and awkward time uh, when it comes to the. Yeah, painful and awkward time here in the concert hall. Uh, when it comes to music and culture and how we separate the creators from maybe content that we really enjoyed. I mean, I don't think I need to really remind people to mute R. Kelly on today of all days. Uh, and, you know, I think it's just not in music. It's looking at all, all the way up to sometimes even the highest court in the land, right? Uh, and with that, we're gonna go ahead and segue into Injustice.
most do appreciate about the murder ballad genre is that we have all these complicated questions that we have to think about in terms of who created this and how do we separate artists from creators, but with murder ballads, so much of the violence is just like plain and out there and in the open. Uh, you know when somebody's getting stabbed in a murder ballad. Uh, but more than that, it doesn't, its ugliness is just out there in the open and it's easy for us to call it sexist and it's easy for me to set a variety of weird murder ballads in the West Virginia timber and mining booms, as I've done with this, that have a bunch of themes that are still relatable to women today because we're still living in a patriarchy that makes our lives difficult in a lot of the same ways that it was difficult for women in this era. Uh, and now we're talking about it more, and I think that's good. I like it that we're talking about it. Um, and but uh, and you know, like one of the things that like we're still talking about is reproductive rights and reproductive justice issues and. That's an issue that also comes into play with a lot of murder ballads. You see, for instance, uh, one of the more famous murder ballads is, at, is about a woman called Pearl Bryan, who, uh, this is the decapitation I was referencing earlier. Uh, she was a young woman who da uh, was murdered and decapitated after uh, a botched abortion. Like, you know, the order of events is kind of complicated, but we know she ends up without a head in a farmer's field in Kentucky. Um, uh, there is some justice in this one. Uh, the pe people were convicted for the crime and punished, um, but they never did find the head, uh, which <laughs> makes me want to burn things down. <laughs> um, it makes me feel with a lot of rage, and we're going to move on with that feeling and to burn it all down. <laughs> 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 it's time for more water. <laughs> what were you burning down? <laughs> Quenching my thirst. <laughs> All right.
This is very thirsty work. Um, so we've got one more song for you here. Uh, but before we go, I want to talk just a little bit more in our intimate family home gathering here. Like, man, we have standing room. We've got, we're up on the stairs here. This is great. Uh, thank you again so much for coming out. out. Uh, thank you to Lane for setting up the sound for us. We have no, well, I have no idea what I'm doing. Andrew knows what he's doing. He's in a whole other band and stuff, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Bob guys are great. You should listen to them. They're really awesome. I think we have the entire band here. <laughs> Thanks for showing up, guys. Uh, and uh, like definitely stay after this. There is more. There is an amazing sound meditation that Abby is gonna lead here, or with uh, accompaniment by David. It's gonna be killer. And then after or that, there's an amazing performance thing by Rex. You're gonna want to stay for all of it. And as I said, go upstairs. I'm sorry. I apologize. It is a group howl. You are engaged. You will release primal rage in ways that only Abby and her beautiful storytelling can get us to. Uh, it's really like it's really lovely. I really it's it's indescribably haunting, and I really. Like, oh, yeah, no, like, it, it's, it's rousing. There is howling, and I'm going to need more water. Um, okay, but I'm glad that we came together. I think there's, uh, like, Sound Heals All Wounds is the theme here that we've got going here, and I think that, you know, joining voices is part of, of joining forces, and I'm really glad that you guys all came out here to join forces with me as I screamed about murdering dudes, which is a totally normal, sane thing. Thank you for coming to my musical TED Talk. All right, uh, and, but actually our last song is uh, The Timber Widow's Lament, and then uh, you are free to do whatever you would like with the, with the rest of the evening, but I, as I said, encourage you to stay here and to, uh, like, continue to enjoy the beautiful space that Rhizome provides us and the beautiful community that it provides us. Oh, <laughs> sincerity. Oh, I love it. I'm here for it, guys. <laughs> Thank you.
actually gotten to like write and I would not have actually gotten together and written all of this uh, if they hadn't had the like the exhibition and accepted my proposal and given me an actual deadline to do all of this. Uh, <laughs> thank you to Andrew for also helping me turn this from like a joke Did you make it all the way to the end? Uh, uh, feminist fist jab for you, Feminist Forest Forest. Um, this is, I guess, the part where I give more birthday shouts and even more gratitude. Uh, happy slightly belated birthday to Patrice Hutton, whose birthday actually was on Friday. Hey, and I'm so glad I got to see you this weekend. And major thanks to Anne Higley for making it out to Washington, D.C. for this show. So I had at least one groupie fly out for my first show. I love you both. All right. Uh, if you made it to this part of the podcast at the end here, let me know on Twitter or Instagram just because I am curious if anyone actually listens to the end. I remain Kansas Alps on both of those places because I have a weird obsession with both my home state and uh, mountains. This has been Murder, She Sang, a production uh, of plain, great production, and uh, written, produced, and recorded by Andrea Peterson. Okay, bye! <laughs>